Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. Smelly I can get. <laughs> I... I, I shit you not. I put it on my Instagram and I put it on my Facebook this morning uh, at like 10 o'clock this morning. My wife was like, is it weird to have pizza at 10 o'clock in the morning? And I was like, fuck no, let's do it. Like, hey, man, man, was pizza's on a bagel. This morning. Stuffed yeah. crust freaking pizza. <laughs> when pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza at any time. Mm-hmm. But like, I even took it a step further. I was like, well, if we're having pizza at 10 o'clock in the morning, then I'm going to have a beer. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I've been binging a lot is What's the that? old Ninja Turtle cartoons. Oh, yeah. So I've been dying for like weird pizza. With uh, with Uncle Phil as uh, Shredder. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started watching the later seasons where he was too busy to do Shredder, so I, it's like you're the wrong sounding Shredder. You don't belong here. Bring Uncle Phil back. <laughs> you are now the cheese grater. <laughs> that's that's why that's why I did that drawing of the turtles. I was like, I've been watching so much of this shit. I gotta draw these motherfuckers. <laughs> I've um. I feel like everything should be. I hope you're recording all of this. It should be like the bloopers. I just I, I started recording about a minute ago. I wish I had re- hit record a while ago, but okay. it, was, it is what it is. So, um, I have assembled you here today, my fine GGR folks of One old of you and is new. A murderer. <laughs> and I will prove who. Um, <laughs> you guys, you three, MC, uh, Andy, and Russ, you guys are like my video game experts other than Chelsea who she's got two little kids so I don't know how she would manage to get on a podcast um we'll see if we can squeeze it in at some point but like uh you are three of the four video game experts that I have um and in this quarantine time that we live in I figured this would be an excellent opportunity because we do a lot of what to watch you know whether it be movies or tv and we've all contributed in one way, shape, or form to it. MC's been giving out a lot of uh, anime advice to uh, some of our listeners and readers. Um, me and Russ have been tackling Star Trek uh, big time. Um, I'm going to try to do, I don't know if I'm going to hate myself for doing this, but I'm going to rewatch the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. And I'm going to do that that series review, Andy, that, that we did, like you did on RoboCop and I did on the first six Star Trek movies. Awesome. Um, I'm going to do that on the prequels and see if they're really as bad as I remember. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Um, but I wanted to add a little bit more to this. I wanted to do a, instead of what to watch, what to play. Because uh, Andy, you had mentioned that you just played Resident Evil 3. And we'll save all your juicy tidbits about Resident Evil 3 here for when we get officially started. But right. Russ, you've been playing some games. MC, you've mm-hmm. been playing some games. So I think this will be a fun, like, hour, hour and a half conversation about uh, all the different things that are out there that we recommend all you wonderful GGR Pirate Radio listeners uh, to play. So let me introduce our panel. But before we do that, let's jump right into this intro. It's another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. We're at the diner where friends talk about goofy shit, as we always do. And we're starting right now. Listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to the Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Sporty Clover, make a wish. 
Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Michael Lunsford and welcome to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio at the Diner. I have got an awesome lineup for you guys. We're talking video games tonight. I've got three of, I would say, the highest level of video game expert that you can think of. Uh, the first, I'm going to introduce them in in order here. Um, I've got my, my co-host here. Normally when it's me, him, and Steve, he's the third leg of the podcast. Uh, but he's still the third leg because, you know, dick jokes. Uh, his name is MC Brooks. <laughs> he's a Ballin. tripod. <laughs> he's a tripod. He's the, he's the kickstand. <laughs> We've kick also stand. got, if we're going in order of tenure, other than myself and Steve Monick, this man would be the longest tenured GGR contributor that we have. He was with us back in the day when we still had fake names that we used. Um, that's, that's how sad it was when we didn't have enough contributors. So we created fake names to make it seem like we had more writers. Uh, his name is Andy Barsh. Andy Barsh is my fake name. Oh no. You didn't think Um, I would, that's not, you think I'd go around telling people saying that's my real name? Absolutely not. What was was Spike? Um, crap. I can't remember what it was Spike Simmons. Spike Simmons. That's right. Yeah. That was your fake name. (laughs) Well, the original fake name I was gonna, I was gonna use apparently that was a voice actor. So I was like, I can't use that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've also got, he's got a fake name too. He goes by the Opaque Senator on Twitter or, you know, out in the streets too, because that's how he rolls. His name is Russ Brown. Opaque Senator in the streets, Russ Brown in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't take long for us to get to that point, did it, guys? <laughs> guys How's everybody we're... doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm hanging in there as best I possibly can. The weather has been surprisingly nice here in, in Northern Virginia, um, which is only like, a, like it's like mocking us because, you know, you can't go yeah. out and really do anything. Go anywhere. Yeah, right. Exactly. So but like Pittsburgh, we had we had hail earlier today. <laughs> and then a little before that, it was 60 and I went for a run and then I went inside and it was hailing and now it's just cloudy and I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's been thunderstorms like crazy the past few days here in West Virginia. By God, West Virginia. I feel like every time you say that that state's name, we sh- it should be followed by "We're sorry." <laughs> I was just anytime he like in post production, I was just gonna add banjos every time he said West Virginia. Please do, please do this. It's, it only makes sense. Hey, driving down the road looking for a... there's no fucking waffle house around here, so I don't know why. 
We're so we're so white trash. There's no Waffle House around here. Wow, that's that's a level of wow. Uh, we're so white trash, and for in Fredericksburg, there's two within a mile of my house. <laughs> yeah, we're we're so white trash. Uh, <laughs> we're not sure we're. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even finish the sentence. I can't. What's this internet thing all about? I gotta share the internet with the other people that live in West Virginia. <laughs> so, I want to let Mr. Andy Barsh start start the ball here because we're going to talk about the video games uh, that we're playing right now. Because Mr. Barsh, unfortunately, as he has mentioned, he's stuck in West Virginia, but he's also a huge survival horror video game fan. Uh, as any of you who's read the site knows, he's done reviews. On Silent Hill, he's talked about Resident Evil before. Andy, you recently played, it was Resident Evil 3, is that correct? Yeah. Now, is that, a, is that a re-release, or did you just go back and play like an old like an old version of Resident Evil 3? Well, both, actually. I, I replayed the original Resident Evil 3 just to, you know, get familiar with, familiarized with it again. Because I haven't played it in years, but this is a whole new, from the grounds up remake. Because they did a remake of Resident Evil 2 last year, and it was amazing. It's one of the yeah. best games I've played in a long time. Okay. So, yeah, the mic is yours, Andy Barsh. Tell us a little bit about it, Resident Evil 3. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Was it somewhere in between? What were, you, what were your feelings on this game? I was excited for this game because, you know, I knew I was going to be shut in house for a while. So I was going to spend one of, you know, last few bucks I had on this game just so I'd have time. But the the game is it's not bad at all, but it's very disappointing, especially after following up Resident Evil 2. The first thing I knew was something was wrong was that this is just me, but like the chick you play as Jill, who's who's like been a main character for the game since the begin since the beginning of the series, mm-hmm. she looks an awful lot like Mila Jonovich, and she, I I don't care for that because I didn't care for those fucking movies. <laughs> and she never did previously. Like this is a a like almost like a reskin basically. Like they yeah. changed they changed her look with this new update to make her look like Mila Jovovich. I don't think it was intentional. It's just that's what I see. That's what my weird paranoid ass sees. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> I you know I don't think anyone else has said anything, but it's just me. And my hatred for those movies just extends so much. You know. I just find games. them hilarious. At least the last yeah. one that I saw, I can't remember which one it was, but like it was like one of the death scenes in like Alone in the Dark almost. Like she shot an, uh, she shot a guy or someone got shot and like it, it, you know how they do that slow motion thing where the guy puts his hand over his chest and it's like uh and it's like looks just so fake. And yeah. literally this is like a in, you know a movie from a couple years ago, you know, supposed to be big budget and like just this absolutely fake CGI death scene and it's like in slow motion and I'm like what year is this? I thought this was like we were done with this. This isn't the 90s like video game movies. Apparently it was. So I get why that if you're a Resident Evil gaming fan, why those movies would be extremely upsetting to you. Well, like while we're talking about the movies, it's like on one of the newer ones, they basically go out of their way to make Mila Jonovich the only person who can do anything in these movies. Mm. They'll have the characters from the games in the movies, but what they'll do is they had Jill – like, you know, she she could have shot the bad guy, but instead she's she tosses the gun to Alice, who's dying, and she she has her shoot. And I'm like, you had the gun. Just f- fucking do it for Jill Valentine. But anyway, um, yeah, that's but uh, I, I saw another another uh, like red flag was usually when Capcom comes out with new games, they like have like all these crazy ass like, you know, pre-order bonus stuff like if you order now, if you pre-order now you can get like the ultimate destroyer weapon and 14 different skins and all that stuff 
there was like none of that whatsoever. So uh, that should have been a red flag right there. But the thing about the game that's so disappointing is that I finished it in like four hours on my first run through. And the last game, Resident Evil 2, I, they give you all these different like scenarios and different versions. Like you can basically play the game four different times and it's a different experience each time. So there's a lot of replayability there, but there's like none in this game whatsoever. You can play. Sorry. It was, Oh no, no, you're good, man. I just, it was only four hours long. Like, let me, yeah. Because I, I, and I could be wrong, it, like time kind of screws with everybody's head when it comes to like how long video games took. But I feel like the first time I played the first Resident Evil game when I was like in like middle school, like it took like a month to finish. Like, and it, it might have just been me because it was, you know, it was scary as shit, even though it's pixelated now if you watch it. But like, yeah, yeah I just remember like I would get to one point and I would be like, I don't know how to beat this fucking snake, man. I'm going to turn this off for the night and go cry myself to sleep because <laughs> now I'm haunted by dogs jumping through windows and shit. That's and the, like having to come back to it. What sorry we about that. Yeah. No, I was saying, that's, the, that's the challenge with uh, these types of games is, uh, you know, if you know what you're doing, it's probably, it's three and four hours. If you're like, Oh, how, where do I go? Where, which, which part of the building am I going into? Where, yeah. what weapon do I need to get past this? What's this puzzle? And it's probably more like a, you know, an eight, nine, 10 hour thing that you're doing over several days or a week or month. But like, if you know, he, he's probably running through the game and like, you know, uh, two settings or one sitting like, like, cause he knows where all the stuff is. He knows where all the hidden stuff in the remakes though. They, they change up like the layouts and some of the puzzles though. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. And that's another thing. There's almost no puzzles in this game whatsoever. One of the things that Resident Evil is well known for is the puzzles. There's like maybe two in the entire game. That was like one of the best parts of the game, man, is that you had yeah. to figure shit out. Like, I remember there... in the first one specifically, I couldn't get past the art gallery. There was, you know how there's like the art gallery and there's like the crows sitting on top of like the light fixtures. And yeah. like, if you're not careful, they basically peck your eyes out. And that was fucking frightening as well. But like, it, yeah, I, it took me forever to figure it out. And like, this is also the days before like game FAQs where you could go online and just answer all the questions yourself. Like, yeah, that, that's crazy. That why would they take that out of the game? There's huge chunks of like, of the like, like I said, I played the original version of the game a few days before playing this, and there's like a whole section of the game that's missing. Like, like there's a part where you go into a clock tower, and it's a whole nother. I use the term level loosely because there's no real levels in Resident Evil for the most part. Yeah. But like a whole setting in a clock tower, the clock tower is just one boss fight and it's and it's over just to it feels like just get out of the way because there's a part where you play as another character and then you come back to Jill for the boss fight. Then you go back to that character again and it just seems like, well, what was the point? Just save the whole thing for later or cut out the one part earlier. And it's just a lot of weird things like there's a one of the things that Resident Evil, uh, the series is known for is the herbs. And there's a blue herb, which any anybody who plays a Resident Evil game knows that the blue herbs are for when you're poisoned. Yeah. Well, early in the game, you come across this character, and they poison you, and that's just part of the game. Well, I'm like, okay, well, I better find a blue herb. Well, I died because there's no blue herbs around. Well, the reason is because there's no blue herbs in this new game. The, and I was like, it just sort of encapsulated everything I thought that was weird with this game. Is like, there's so much basic stuff from that's Resident Evil you know, that's missing. You it's, know like taking, it's like taking the, it's like taking the mushroom that makes you big and Mario out of it. And like not explaining why or, or giving yeah. you any heads up about that. Yeah. So there's no, yeah, like, just, there's no like walkthrough in the beginning. There's no like, um, training or anything like that. that kind of give you a heads up. 
There is. I mean, to be fair, the thing it did say, like right before you fight the the guys who poison you, that you use a green herb instead of a blue herb. But it's like I'm so used to playing Resident Evil for so long. I'm so used to getting a blue herb. I just don't get why a green herb is, you know, just make it blue. That's that's. <laughs> how dare you bravo well done well done well done so so overall like would you say you were disappointed with resident evil 3 i here's the thing it is a it is a good game i i but i just don't think the graphics are great the the gameplay is good they added a dodge feature which is really helpful it's just that it's just a disappointment compared to the last one so I got you. especially compared to the $60 price tag, this feels more like a $50 mm-hmm. one. So, and, and it came with a, you know, a multiplayer, you know, I don't, I don't play multiplayer online games myself, but I tried playing it. And, and there's even other people who've played it. They're just like, you know, this is the other half of the game we got. You know, we would have rather had just like a big single player campaign. And that's how I feel pretty much. I just feel like it just didn't warrant the $60 price tag. You think that they spent too much effort and money on making it multiplayer instead of focusing on a good single player story? It, it, I couldn't tell you because it doesn't seem like they've polished the, the the multiplayer thing very well either. But this is just be honest with you personally. I only played the tutorial of the of the multiplayer, and I'm like, this just not interests me whatsoever. I put it away. You know, I I deleted it from my hard drive, and I was like, I'm gonna play the other game. And but apparently that's a sim- similar thing. I, I'm seeing a lot of reviews that are reflecting the same thing, so I don't. I feel like there's did, a did there's it? a there's a want for uh, game developers today, just so they can get like more bang for their buck to try to get as much multiplayer and group play out of these games as they can. Because I think they feel you know trapped by these forty and sixty dollar price tags for these games. If it's like a single player campaign, especially a game like that, we're gonna beat it in four hours. Well, like you know. Well, then make the price tag like 20 or 30 bucks and do a remake and then don't put the, any of the other stuff in there. But I feel like just to justify charging more money, they're going to – they add these extra features or you know DLC, downloadable content, whatever, just to just get the, just get more money out of the games. And I would not be surprised with Resident Evil, especially it's a game that's you know pretty classic at this point. And I think a lot of people know, you know make you die and make it take longer to t- beat the game because they change the color of the herb that you're supposed to get to get poison. And you know, add a multiplayer feature, add the – yeah. I don't know if you always need that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, a lot of these are just like nitpicky fan things, but sure. you know, I just feel I just it's the same shit. Just you know, yeah, it's not worth the sixty bucks. What what gets me is that I, you know, I was also like I said, it's the runtime that's a big thing for me, and I'm not the only one who's been seeing that. But like I saw, I was looking for the at the trophies, and one of the trophies is beat the game in under three hours. And I remember like back in the old days, that was the thing. If you can get the tr- game done in three hours you get like a big reward but in a in in 2020 there's no excuse for a three-hour game that's cost 60 bucks there's no excuse for it yeah mc you got it you got a point go ahead uh now do they do do they offer anything as far as dlc content because i know a lot of games nowadays like to do that where they'll release a game and then add in a bunch of extra stuff on the back end so is there anything as far as dlc no, I mean, the only things I saw was that if you pre-order, you get the original Jill costume from the original game. Uh, and that's, and oh, and Carlos's hair, the other character you play as, you can have his hair from the original game, too. So, what do you do for that? <laughs> what a great add-on, man. But like I said, Capcom <laughs> is known for, 
for, you know, microtransactioning, you know, DLC, all, like they, Devil May Cry 5 came out a year ago, and they had all this crazy shit to add with that. Resident Evil 2, that came out, you know, same year, all kinds, of, like I bought the Deluxe Edition when that came out, and then they kept selling more stuff to it after the Deluxe Edition came out. So it's like, where's all this extra stuff? Like, what were you doing this whole time with this game? Not as but, bad as Kingdom Hearts and uh, Squaresoft. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even comment on that, man. I don't even... Yeah. I, I played Kingdom Hearts 1 when it first came out, and I almost beat it, and that was like... I never I never beat it, so I never followed it up, because I... I'm a... You know. <laughs> if you're looking for a good Capcom game, I, I mean, I really enjoyed Mega Man 11 when that came out. Um, it did a pretty good job with that, and I, if I recall, it's been like two years or so now... But when when it came out, the uh, price tag I think was forty. But it was a, it was a good campaign. They had a lot. They had a lot. There was a lot going on with it, and they really smoothed out what a Mega Man game could be. But I'll, I, yeah. Sorry, yeah. God. I was gonna say, speaking of Mega Man, there's a really cool uh, Mega Man Easter egg in this in this game. Um, oh, do tell. It, you go in the early in the game. You hide out. In, there's like a toy store, and you can unlock the toy store. And as soon as you walk in on the right, there's a whole big display of Mega Man toys. But it's not. <laughs> It's not the Mega Man that, you know, the Blue Bomber. You, you remember the first Mega Man game, the the artwork of the first one, where he's he's like fat, he's got the yellow suit on. Oh, yeah. Got like a handgun. Uh, they had like, yeah, because they, what they would do in the old cartridges, especially when they ported them, uh, they wouldn't tell the people that were designing the cartridges. They would give them like a very loose, like one sentence description of what the game was about, and they had to like make artwork for cartridges. And that's yeah. why like the first two, especially the first two Mega Man games, that was like the, the that's why they look so ridiculous. If you've never seen it, check out just the, just Google image, Mega Man 1, Mega Man 2, original artwork, and you'll, <laughs> oh, yeah. is that the what they, that was what they have on, that's what they have in the game though? Yeah, like they have uh, they have action figures of Mega Man in his yellow and blue tights, and it, <laughs> I it actually looks kind of cool. I was hoping it was like some sort of unlockable, like if you can unlock Mega Man's Buster, because you can do that in a bunch of other Capcom games. But sure. he looks like he looks like it's like the outfit that Schwarzenegger wore in The Running Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it that's what it looks like. <laughs> Remember when I said I'd be back, Killian? Yeah, like like that, like Doctor Wily. <laughs> Sub <laughs> Zero now. Now plane, plane zero. zero. I was gonna take that quote. Yeah, that's the best quote in that movie. <laughs> oh, I'm just loving the idea of Mega Man or Schwarzenegger as Mega Man now. That needs to happen, doesn't it? Like, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, a, a side note, and I've mentioned it on the the podcast before. I I will sometimes fall down a rabbit hole with the Graham Norton show. That's like because oh. they have YouTube videos and like all the clips, right? Oh uh, yeah. And there's I this love, really there's Gordon. a really good clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Linda Hamilton talking about like it's it's obviously in promotion of the of the most recent Terminator movie. But they're talking about like back in the day when they did the first Terminator movie and they're talking about how like they didn't have permits for shit. Right. So like at one point Schwarzenegger as the Terminator has to go like he's like one of his scenes is like break the window of a car. Right. Mm-hmm. And like they didn't have that wasn't their car. They didn't have permission to do it. The police didn't know that they were doing it. So, like, James Cameron, director, is like, hey, Arnie, just go over there and smash that real quick. But, you know, like, in Terminator style. So, like, they film this shit. And, like, they get the scene. He's like, all right, great, cut. And then, like, they try to run away. But the police are, like, right there. (laughs) (laughs) They have to have, like, this whole, like, thing. And there were fines and shit. It was just really funny that, like, how, like, low budget and basic that original movie was. And it was just kind of this really cool story because, like, 
Linda Hamilton and, and, and Arnie are talking about this. And Linda Hamilton's like, wait, we didn't have permission to do that. And, he's, and Schwarzenegger's like, yeah, you didn't know about that. I thought you were married to James Cameron. How come I didn't tell you? And it was just it was it was really funny, like to think <laughs> of this giant franchise that is now essentially like back then it was like nothing. It was like brand new. So basically, if you if the cops are in your tail, just say, oh, we're filming a movie over there, you know, like, uh, sir, you're breaking into this house. Oh, no, we're just filming a movie. That's all we're doing. Just have uh, one guy with camera and you're good. <laughs> it's going to be a classic one day, I guarantee. Uh, be stars, but I swear to God. Well, all right. If, it, if it's one movie, okay. Hey, Frank, let's go eat some donuts over there, okay? Meanwhile, if it was Arnold's place, he'd be like, get out. Get out of here. <laughs> so... I wanted to I wanted to kind of pivot here because this is a really good opportunity uh, for us because we're talking about Resident Evil 3. We're talking about remakes. And in discussing video games uh, with MC Brooks, as we tend to do, we, we try to plan out what we're going to talk about instead of just showing up and podcasting like a bunch of assholes. Um, MC reminded me that there's a really dope se- – not sequel, but remake that, that they have been talking about – for decades coming out and it's finally going to come out so mc the the microphone is yours my friend tell us a little bit about what one what's your what's your plan right now but two the big thing that's coming out it's tomorrow isn't it yeah tomorrow t-minus uh three hours and 55 minutes till my download starts (laughs) (laughs) i am counting down because i am ready my body is ready it's not even my favorite (laughs) game in the franchise but I'm still excited to do it. Uh, still excited to play it because it's still it's still one of my favorites. I still enjoy it. And um, the game you're referring to, Mike, is the Final Fantasy VII remake, yeah, which I feel like people have been clamoring for for 20 years, <laughs> if that. More. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, tw- more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the various other games in the franchise, throughout the Advent Children uh, movie, which I thought was pretty dope. And, you know, various other various other stuff. We finally we are finally, finally getting a remake uh, for the PS4. Honestly, I was at a point where I kind of thought it was going to be a PS5 launch title because this game got pushed back so much. There's at least what a like a five or six year gap between it getting announced and now. Um, But I'm super I'm super excited for it. Um, Final Fantasy 7, I feel like if you're if you play RPGs on any level, or if you're a gamer on any level, you probably played it. And if you haven't played it, you've at least heard about it. You have seen Cloud, you know who who Cloud, who Sephiroth, who Ares, who Tifa, who all these characters are. You know something about this franchise. I mean, they're and iconic. Re- Se- Sephiroth is so iconic that in his theme music they say his name. <laughs> Tifa's all over Pornhub. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. I, have a, I have a I Red Thirteen shirt. Too, her and Lara Croft. That was my teenage. I years. literally wrote an article about this in about June six. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> about Final Fantasy VII, you asshole. <laughs> you could write volumes on Pornhub, boy. <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote about this because they announced the remake. They announced this June sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Four scores and many years ago. <laughs> when you said, when you said to me, MC, you were like, "Oh, they announced this like five years ago." I was like, "There's no way it was." Fi- Wait, fuck! I did. I wrote an article about this, and I, yeah, <laughs> holy shit! Like, that's crazy. The teaser announcement for this was was five years. Holy shit! Where the hell did the yeah. time go? Yeah, because they. Just... <laughs> 
Hashtag COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I- I'm sorry to kind of step on on your your point no, there, MC. You're, like, you're good. Just like, si- like a side note, before I did any of what I do now, before we did GGR, before it existed, before I worked at my current position that I'm working at now, I worked for GameStop. I was a store manager for GameStop. And every year we got to go to this really cool gaming convention out in Vegas. And like all of the distributors came out, they gave us free stuff. I mean, all sorts of games and swag and t-shirts. And it was just a really awesome, like three day weekend that we got to go. It was really, really cool. Every single time we went into the Square Enix presentation, some asshole always asked, when are they doing a Final Fantasy VII remake? And the way that they did it was the guys that were there that were presenting in Vegas had like a conference call set up with like whoever the developers were in Japan, right? So every time we would ask the question, the dudes that were here in Vegas would roll their eyes, turn and look at the guy, say it in Japanese. The guy in Japan would roll his eyes and then <laughs> respond and be like, oh, we're not making this game. And like every single time. And then like everybody would always walk away disappointed. And then they finally did announce it. So like that that's what was so shocking to me is that like they, they said this was never going to happen. And they finally did it. What's weird about that is I remember when they announced the PS3, they like teased the remake. Like there was like they did a video trying to show off the engine and everyone's like, oh, does this mean we're going to get a remake? And like, no, we're just that's playing right. with them. Like you fucking cock teases. Exactly. <laughs> And, but if you remember when they did the P when they were announcing the PS4, they brought that's when they announced it because they were really trying to one up uh, Xbox that year because everyone was uh, was shitting on the Xbox One because of their um, the stuff they were doing so you couldn't like share games with your friends and stuff because mm-hmm. that was the year they announced uh, the remake and they announced Kingdom Hearts three. Woo! <laughs> I will say, aren't you guys glad though that they waited to do the um. To, to do the remake while the technology is like really good for it. Like, I think that yeah. was kind of, I think Advent Children was made to kind of test it and see kind of where they were. They're like, we need a few more years. It lo- this was good, but we need a, f- I, I'm really excited to see what this game is going to look like and play like, and just what the experience is going to be. Uh, now that it's upgraded. Did you play, I didn't get a chance to play the demo. Did you play the demo at all? MC? I did play the demo. I played it twice. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. I, so within the demo, you actually have the option to you have, you have the option to play the game the old style if you prefer uh, like the the regular turn based style versus awesome. uh, if you uh, if you like to like Final Fantasy 15 or like the Tales of series mm-hmm. uh, if you like to play that way where you're in an active battle and you have a move set set to certain buttons um, you you can play that way also that's and cool. So, yeah, it's really dope. And the cool thing is when you're playing, like, it's interactive. So, like, in battle, you can actively switch between characters now. Because of the, in the demo, you only are controlling Barrett and Cloud because you're still early in the game. But yeah. you get to you still you you get to alternate between uh, between characters. And the really cool thing, at least in the demo, is you actually need both characters to defeat the enemy. So you 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 you're not gonna just get to solo it with cloud and, and be done with it. Like you still had to switch over with Barrett and, and do stuff with his, um, with his projectile weapons and whatnot. It was, it was really awesome. Sounds awesome. I'm excited. And I'm, 
I am, again, I'm a big video game soundtrack person. I mean, Final Fantasy VII is probably up there, probably on my top ten list when I, I'm going to make that up at some point. But Dude, I wanna, same. I, right? I, I, I can listen to almost every, whatever mood you have, happy, sad, aggressive, like whatever it is, you can find tw- ten tracks on there to kind of match it. I mean, it's just, I'm curious to see what the reworked music sounds like. I know they got uh, Nobu Uematsu back on that. I mean, I'll... I'm, I'm just I mean, I also am very excited for that game, although I will say I pre-ordered it at GameStop um, before this whole coronavirus thing happened. So I don't know, like I don't want to, like, lose that and then buy it online. I'm almost gonna, I feel like I almost have to wait until they like reopen places again to pick it up. I don't really know what the what the answer is. At this. Point. I just I, I personally would not step. This is just me again. But I also have a history with them because I worked for them and I know that they're just total scum. Like I've, I would, I would never, I would never step foot in a GameStop ever again. I'm, but like, on top of it. what I, I know, on top of what I know, but also what I saw them do during the COVID nineteen stuff. Mm. But also too, I shared it on the GGR page. Of there's a guy who does a YouTube channel who used to work for GameStop and he still has like that. high level connects, and he played their conference call where they were saying mm. if your employees don't feel safe working because of coronavirus. Well, remind them that, that that was their choice to not show up for work. And I was like, these motherfuckers have got some nerve. Like, I yeah. will I will never step foot in. That's in, corporate America for you. Man. It, it, I, it absolutely, I get it. absolutely I, is. You're 100% correct. But, like, that's the great thing about corporate America and about, like, we live in a capitalist society is we get to choose where we spend our money. And, like, I'll be goddamned if I spend a cent in that place. But also, like... I don't want to use GGR as a political platform, so I'm not going to put it on GGR and say, oh, nay, never shop here, because that that's not our place to do. But like, no, I get it. Uh, I, I, the only reason I want to pick it up is I already paid for it. I already basically paid for it. And I'm oh like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, your, no. yeah, exactly. Like, I was just I'm, I'm more surprised. I'm more surprised that I would think these days most people would just like I pre-ordered on my PlayStation. This. <laughs> Yeah, right. no, I like having the physical copies of games, and I, it's that's just the classic gamer in me. I think like I have a PS4, I have you know I I like having that. And again, not that I don't have digital downloads of things. Like I have an entire Steam library of things, and you know one of the games I'll be talking about later is on there. But I, especially for a game like Final Fantasy VII, I wanted the physical copy of it. I I, I still remember the hamburger, the four disc thing that you oh, got. Oh man, one. I mean, it's I still just, have it's, my I still have my four discs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I and with the, yeah. with the black back disc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you buy it digitally, you have to like delete everything else on your friggin' PlayStation in order to play it. Oh, well, it's, I, I figured it'd be a big file, especially with how like long the game yeah. was and updated graphics and such. The, well, the demos alone is like 100 gigabytes. That's one of the reasons I haven't played it yet. I was like, I don't have the room for this shit. So maybe it is better that I bought the physical copy. <laughs> like when you think about it, it's the thing about that game is when it existed the first like the original final fantasy 7 it existed in a time where you could buy that game but you were not going to be successful unless you spent the extra 20 bucks to get the uh the actual like strategy guide like you were worthless yeah. without it and oh, like yeah. i still remember that it was like a it, it was seriously like a phone no, it was just enormous oh yeah but like just i miss that too like we were talking about the physical aspect of the games i miss that because those strategy guides not only had like all of the strategy that you needed it also had some really awesome artwork in there too and it really like i felt like it added depth to an already awesome video game and like that's kind of missing from modern video games a lot a lot of times 
And I think that's why seven has really gotten the, the want for the, the upgraded remake because seven was the first one. They really tried to 3d it and you had like, everyone looks like Popeye and like, <laughs> you know, some really rough, like early 3d gaming and like six and back, you know, that it was still 2d sprites and all that kind of stuff. It, it yeah. looked good. And by eight, they kind of figured it out a little bit more. Um, and, you know, obviously going beyond that, it gets better and better. But seven was kind of that weird, like, this is a wonderful game. And it's, it's great. You know, for many people, it's their favorite Final Fantasy. And even for people that weren't Final Fantasy fans, like it's one of their favorite games from that era. And yeah. but you had this look that was just sort of like, ooh, <laughs> like, that's that's rough, man. That's, you know, the Popeye cloud was a was a thing. I mean, <laughs> but I remember like. Visual, like the visuals are very striking. Like you had the uh, the main character, this guy with this incredibly spiky hair, and it goes all over the place. And I never saw anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't couldn't help it. <laughs> I think we've You're all fired. <laughs> hey man, I, I'm an, I'm actually an anime fan. I, I, I'm this is my first time really interacting with the MC. I'm actually also an anime fan, so we can actually geek out about that later as well. But that's see, slowly but surely we're antagonist. See slowly but surely we're building you a a, a a a separate anime group MC. Like, and we didn't even mean to. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that Steve was such a big anime fan either. Like at one point, like we got on to the topic of anime and he just went off on this tangent. And I was like, I didn't realize that you were this much into all of this. It's awesome. Like it was really kind of cool. I like anime too, but like the stuff I'm into, no one gives a shit about. Like I'm a big Giver fan, but no one cares about Giver whatsoever. And like, I prefer Matt Giver. <laughs> yeah, see that's the thing i say guy and was like oh the the mullet guy yeah. yeah wasn't there there was a movie with uh mark hamill yeah wasn't there and the, mm-hmm. yeah there there were two movies the first one had mark hamill in it but he wasn't the guyver but the the posters and everything made it seem like he was the guyver but no it's just this squeaky little spit fuck kid who can't act and the second one is awesome the second one has uh I, I talked about this guy a bunch because I'm a huge fanboy. Uh, David Hayter, the guy who wrote the X-Men movies. Yeah. He he also voiced Solid Snake in the Metal yeah, Gear Solid a, games. He's a Solid yeah. Snake. Yeah, he had that voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played Guyver in the second movie. Interesting. Okay. But uh, but also I I'm a big fan of this character called Devil Man, who he, they just came out with an anime on on Netflix, and it's the most weirdest, perverted, like crazy ass anime you'd ever seen in your life. But I've been a fan of Devil Man, the character, since like the 90s. And now he's got Netflix show and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Devil Man. I know all about Devil Man. I'm like, you don't know shit. <laughs> Isn't it funny how things that like, you know, Change, geeky, yeah. nerdy, like if you said in the 90s or even like two, early 2000s, yeah, I'm an anime fan. People would like you would be hardcore judged. Oh, you know, yeah. oh I'm a comic fan. Oh, I'm a video game fan. And Absolutely. like I still remember like, you know, just getting made fun of for most of my and like nowadays I'm looking around and I'm watching people that I remember in high school or remember in college being like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. I love Daredevil, the series. Or I love. And yeah. I'm like, you. Yeah. Fuckers. No. Why, <laughs> I definitely. Crazy. Because I, I see that on Facebook all the time. People yeah. who used to yell anime porn when they would see me reading manga at school or, or me and my friends walking with manga at school are now talking about My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball Z on the timeline. Dude, I can top that. <laughs> I one time – okay, so I'm sitting at my desk. It's fourth grade, right? And I'm drawing this dope-ass picture of the Enterprise. Like, I mean, like, it's fully detailed. I mean, like, you can see, like, the what stripes. What a nerd. And, like, this, 
I know, right? <laughs> like all like it was it was an awesome picture. And this dude who had hit his growth spurt before me comes over and looks at me and he's like, This is fucking stupid. Grabs it, tears it up, makes fun of me, and he was like, Oh, live long and prosper, and like tears it up and throws it away. And I jumped up and I got in a fish fight with him. <laughs> and like like they had to pull like we went into the principal's office it was a whole thing right so flash forward to like i don't know 15 years later and this asshole's asking me for a job at gamestop and i'm like you tore up my awesome fucking picture of the enterprise (laughs) (laughs) i remember bitch Uh, application denied why tore up my picture in the fourth grade He's a dickhole. <laughs> we don't hire dickholes here. It's a it's a corporate policy. So <laughs> <laughs> at GameStop, yeah, Whoa, exactly. He's, he's exactly. Too much of a dick for GameStop. That's a that's a level there. That tells that's you something right there. Yeah, he was too much of a douche for GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> he was a juice bag. Hey, look at look at this guy saying the catchphrase. <laughs> look at Andy. Mm. Oh, oh, hey, you guys may not know this. So the robot, the little robot, that's the GGR logo. His name is Ripley. Andy designed that. Andy created that logo. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I didn't know that he's That's extra. Awesome. Su- he's extra super famous because he created our logo, and I I think I sent you a gift card for that, didn't I? I think I did yes. pay you for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was so grateful that he did that. I was like, I got you a gift card. Hopefully, this is nice. Hopefully, you like Applebee's. No, it was, was like a, it was like a Visa gift card. So. Yeah, I was unemployed at the time, and I was like, Mike, I'm freaking using this gift card to come to your place, and I'm gonna, yeah, I don't know. edit that out, Mike. I, okay. <laughs> um, I, got, I got sexual real quick. <laughs> you know what, though? Hey, you know, we're, who are we to judge? You know, if that's how Andy feels, that's fine. We got an extra couch here for him to crash on. Fredericksburg's <laughs> a diverse area, man. He can find somewhere. Um, so, MC, what else are you playing right now? I know you're, you're you're geeked up about Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Like, has there been anything else that you've been playing recently? Uh, well, I just finished the, uh, the, the Tomb Raider trilogy, the, the new one, the, uh, the two, the, the, the 2010s edition, the, the one 20... with triangle boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though you can, though, unlock, you can, you know, you can't, yeah, I was going to say you can age. still unlock it. You can play. It looks really weird because it's, it's rendered. It's, it's still the old rendering with like this beautiful, uh, PS4 put, uh, graphic background. Um, but I and, just, and the I just motions finished that. Are much more fluid too. Like it looks you know, it's like a realistically moving figure with like these weird pixelated things on. It looks so jarring. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, but I, I just finished that. Uh, I had never played the Tomb Raider Tomb Raider series before, oh, yeah. but it was a uh, it was a free download, I think, in February. Yeah. PSN, just the only. And so I was like, oh, hey, free game. Why not? I'll try it. I'm not playing anything else. Of, you know, um, I'm leaving my catalog. I've been playing Rocket League for like forever <laughs> um so yeah I, I just i just finished all those games i, re- I actually enjoyed them much more than i thought because i'm generally pretty awful at anything that re- requires me to shoot at anything and tomb raider was no different it definitely took some lumps and as far as dying throughout um but it was pretty fun uh let's see so i just just finished that trilogy i just i just replayed the sonic adventure uh game because yeah. there's there's rumors of of uh, of them getting a remake next oh, okay. year for the uh, for the the uh, anniversary That'd for the awesome. 30th anniversary that there's going to be a Sonic Adventure remake. Um, and there there seems to be all the all the rumors and everything seem to be pointing in that direction that like the the big reason that they didn't have a game or anything ready to go to capitalize off of the movie coming out 
is because all the efforts are going into this remake or whatever it is coming out next year. So uh, Sonic Adventure is probably my it's my favorite game in the franchise. It and Sonic hey, 3 are like neck to neck. Hey, man, um, as long as Big the Cat's involved, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> he was the I best love. part of that He's game as far part. as I'm concerned. We um, Hang on. We actually, I don't think I ever sent it to you, MC, but remember when we met John St. John, who's oh, the voice yeah. of Big the Cat? That's he right. did a he did a drop for us where he's like, "Where's MC? I'm looking for my MC. Is he with Froggy?" Like, and it was so goddamn <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> oh my god, John St. John that. was was Big the Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, no, Duke no. Was, was Big the Cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that either until I met him. <laughs> he's he had he's he's such a cool dude in general. Like, and he's got like this great radio guy voice too. So he's like, "Hey, I'm John St. John," and like he'll he's just like he's like the nicest dude on the face of the planet. And like, yeah, he he has this other one. There was I can't remember the name of the game, but it's um he basically plays a video game console. It's an old video game console and his name is rusty and oh. it's... <laughs> and i cannot remember what the name of the game is um but it's just it yeah i'm trying to remember what it is like it's it's like a little kid like it's it's like a 2d uh side scroll adventure but like with uh up, with like the updated graphics and stuff like that but it was a really really fun game and the voice that he did in that was really really funny as well too so he's he's a cool guy We've had him on the show before, so that's awesome. Yeah, and his name's a palindrome. He's it's John St. John, no matter how which way you say it. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Backwards and forwards. It's <laughs> uh, Russ, what are you currently playing, video game wise? Um, I got a couple that I've been working on. Uh, I will say I recently finished Sonic Mania. Um, uh, so it's just game. kind of to fit to finish off the sonic conversation um i played that just before the movie had come out because i thought i mean it came out and then they had a kind of a dlc version that came out so i I bought mania for the steam and then i really wanted the physical copy so when sonic mania plus came out i bought the ps4 copy of that um super awesome game i it may be it might be my favorite in the franchise at this point and i i do love myself a lot of sonic games sonic 3 knuckles has been up has been number 1 for a while but mania may have to kind of taken its place Absolutely. um if you know it's great too cuz it's by the fans yeah all the people who by love sonic that's who made it by yeah. fans for fans it's it was great uh, even the guy who did the music uh T-Lopes, for that soundtrack was like a huge Sonic fan growing up and he, you know, got to make the music for the game. So it was pretty awesome. Um, I will say cool stuff that was added to that game. Very, 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 a lot of fun. Um, and if you've never played the remake of it yet, they updated Sonic CD. Uh, so if you haven't played the mobile versions of that or anywhere yet, I'd highly recommend that as well. Um, right now I've been working on a game called Ori and the Blind Forest it's a Metroidvania style game. A lot of fun. Again, you talk about gaming soundtracks. It's beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, beautiful soundtrack. Um, graphically great. And uh, the reason why I've been trying to get to a point where I had time to play through it for a while now. And I just kind of kept putting it off, putting it off. And I played the first couple hours of the game. And I, I loved it. I just wanted to, it was one of those ones I really wanted to sit down and enjoy. Um, thank you to this quarantine. I can I have been able to do that and it came came at a good time because they have also created a sequel for it called Ori uh, and the Will of the Wisps I believe is what the title is so I wanted to get through this game so I can 
make my way to the next game, <laughs> basically. The um, lists? The suck wisps. the suck at that. The lists. <laughs> wisps like in Sonic Colors. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Woo! Uh, hey, <laughs> so quick aside, the name of the game that John St. John does a voice for uh, Rusty, the old video game console, it's called Rad Rogers. <laughs> and it's on it's on Steam. I, I had it at one point before I lost my old computer. Um, it was a, a, a there's a ton of fun, and if I remember correctly, it's not horribly expensive on Steam either. It's probably pretty cheap right now, because like uh, they just want you to play games basically. Yeah, it's twenty bucks, and I mean it's a it's a good it's a good playthrough. So that's fun. Plug to John St. John. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm very much enjoying. I'm about probably about halfway through the game right now. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, even though I haven't even finished the game, if you like those Metroidvania style games, uh, would definitely recommend that. I have another one of those style games in Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Uh, I had started that, uh, got about two hours into that one as well. I keep kind of bouncing back and forth between games right now, which is not a good thing. Which I'm never getting done. I feel like anymore. Uh, that's been kind of fun. Very, very much a Castlevania style game. Uh, very much recommend that one as well if you like uh, kind of the graphical updates to the Castlevania for- formula. And um, prior to that, I was working, I had been working on Dark Souls 3, and I have beat that game, gotten all the way to the last two bosses of the downloadable content, and I just got to pre- pretty much beat those, and I've finished the, the, the main version of the game before you go on. Uh, if you like the old style, like hard games, uh, and you've not played Dark Souls or got into that series at all, would definitely recommend that as well. Very minimalist, you know. The, there is a story, but it's kind of it's it's pretty uh, bare bones as far as how, how overt it is. Um, you have to look at like item descriptions and stuff if you really want to get more about the lore and all the things that are happening in there. But also, one of those games where like you just kind of keep dying until you get through it. And I had missed doing those kind of things <laughs> from back in the day. And Dark Souls really brought that style of uh, play back um, in, a, in the, I think in the correct way. Uh, definitely can be frustrating if you, if you're one of those people that's going to throw, like throw controllers, I wouldn't recommend it for that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Monick, sorry, you're out. <laughs> oh, was he, was he really, was he a controller thrower? Uh, I think it happened once or twice that I witnessed. <laughs> we <laughs> get some that. insight on this because Russ and Steve, you guys went to the same college, right? We did. Yeah, we both went to Seal College. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so many, many a time he was in. A, we were both in a group called Men's Leadership, and he lived that. They had a house on campus uh, for several years there. So I would, I'd be down in that house quite a bit. There'd very often be Smash Brother tournaments uh, among many other games played. So. Uh, yeah, I have a bit of an I insight. I pictured Steve as a video, as a controller thrower. Like uh, he just I literally, I think it happened like literally one time. I think it happened. <laughs> I don't remember, remember what the game was. I don't remember what the context was. I don't remember anything. Uh, just, I feel like I remember that. Ha- it might have even been him. I feel like it might have, but I feel like it happened at least once. <laughs> oh, it's always comes- the quiet ones. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes back from paternity leave, we're going to have to talk about that. Like, so Russ told us that you were a, a controller. <laughs> there are definitely he's games gonna, that I broke. He's gonna kill me because I, I I literally remember one instance of this, and I feel like that was it, probably like a, a rare moment. I've had moments like that too, where yeah. I've oh I've I have wanted to. to oh. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember was... I I was having one of the worst weeks of my life. So for those of you who don't know, I'm uh probably the game that I play the most is uh Dance Dance Revolution. So <laughs> I do a lot well, of. How do you throw that thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So I, I had a freak out. It's like Hulk out, like, oh. Hulk smash it, basically. <laughs> well, because you, you used to be, you could play it on consoles, and you'd okay. have the mat. And I remember one time I was, there, one of the, like the boss songs in one of the games, it was called The Legend of Max. Everything, every, in the original DDR series, every new version, the, the, the hardest song you could play and beat was, had the word Max in it somehow. And this iteration, it was The Legend of Max. And I was, I had, I was having a terrible week. I, I, my girlfriend at the time and I were like fighting, and I was, rough week at school all the stuff so i was and i was playing this game at a, at a friend's place at a, at a get together and i literally got like four or five steps from the end that i failed and i remember i like picked the th- the mat up i threw it i was like i can't believe it i swore i was swearing at the thing and i i never do that like i'm a really typically a very chill relaxed person and even i have had that moment where i'm like oh god and i remember it, it was at a group of friends that i never even like I met them for the first time. Like I, I was joining and introducing friends to other from friends to other friends, basically. And I remember two of them just looked at me like, "What is wrong with him?" <laughs> That's like a real like <laughs> footloose type of moment. Like you're like, "Oh, I'm frustrated. Things are upsetting me. You know what I gotta do? I need to dance. <laughs> I that gotta a, let it out. I feel the need to let it out with the power of dance. So what what we're saying is, is Russ is only one degree of separation away from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> what we're saying is, we need to hear it for the boy. <laughs> so fun fact. Now we're gonna really bring this full circle. The very first musical I ever did took part in was yep. Footloose, <laughs> and I played. Uh, Kevin Bacon's character's uncle in in that series. So there you go, full, full circle. circle. Well Made done. Full circle well somehow. Done. So I want to. of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I want to go around the room, the virtual room here, so to speak. Um, I want to know a game that made you break a controller or throw a controller in frustration. And I'll start with one. It's one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, and I mention it like if you look on GGR in our video game section, we actually have our favorite video games that we mentioned. Um, it was for the original Xbox, and it was Ninja Gaiden. This oh, game, oh yeah, that's is, oh yeah, top game. Oh, it is yep. by far one of my favorite video games of all time. What though. are you talking about? That's the most relaxing game out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason why it's satisfying when you beat it is because you actually feel like you bettered yourself because the game requires you to get better as it as you progress through it. Like the enemies that you killed in the first level, they're not going to be able to be defeated with the same tactics. Like so you got to learn new stuff as you get further into the game. But like there was there were seen. Oh, man. Like I but thank God for those old Xbox controllers, man, because those <laughs> things were tanks, dude. Because I see that controller so many goddamn times <laughs> and it still worked. And I was like, uh, all right. And I was worried, too. I was like, maybe this isn't going to work anymore. But no, it totally did. So it was yeah, it was it was good stuff, man. But like, yeah, I, I probably almost broke a controller with that one. And then um, back in the day, original Super Nintendo um, on the Super Nintendo, there was a game called Super Star Wars. And with can't this imagine one, why you bought that one. <laughs> uh, not like I like Star Wars or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a um, there's this you go into the Jawa Sandcrawler. Right. But this. In this particular game, there were no save points. So you would get all the way through the game, uh, all the way through the level. And if you died at like the very last spot, you had to start all the way over again. And it was such a long process. And like the jump controls didn't always respond exactly as they should, like they do in newer video games. It was still Super Nintendo. And like you have to jump over this lava pit. And like I definitely hit the jump button and it didn't respond. And my dude fell into the lava. And I was like, you got to be, but I'm throwing the controller. And it was just, it was, it was a mess. It was bad. It was real bad. Uh, MC, what were some like throwable controller moments for you in, in gaming? 
Uh, um, I mean, Madden. I feel like anyone who played any yeah. kind of sports game, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Madden, I would say uh, Mario Kart probably got some too. Smash Brothers, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Smash Bros. for sure. Especially when I, when I was playing more competitively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I, I actually had one on the top of my head, and I, I just forgot what it was. Come uh, come back to me. Let me, let me okay. put some. I do, I do remember when the first Dark Souls came out, there were many a person that was coming in to buy a new PlayStation 3 controller <laughs> because of Dark Souls. I do remember I that. 100% believe that. Yeah. That's, that's a tough game. It's, it's not easy, yeah. <laughs> especially when you first get started. Yeah. Um, I'd say my uh, my controller throwing moment, probably GoldenEye for the N64. Uh, <laughs> I remember, so even to this day, I have beaten every mode on that, except for the, there, there's two levels you unlock, and you get the first one by beating everything. There's like agent mode, which you, you beat that, you get to like the cradle level with where you've actually, you know, beat the regular game. There's uh, secret agent mode, where the, you get an additional level if you beat um, everything on there. And then on that one, you have to beat that that new one you unlocked and everything else in double O agent mode to get the final, final, final level in the game. Now, I have gotten everything into this game except for the double O agent mode on the next to last level to unlock the last level. And it's the one where you have to like it's the Moonraker base where you have to like get kill it to kill Jaws. There's like a whole bunch of steps you have to take. It's like do this. And. To this day, I still have not beaten this, and I'm pretty darn good at the game, and I know I should be able to do this. It's just I have this mental block on this level, probably stemming back from like the days of 1998 playing this game, trying to figure this out. But I have, yeah, thrown my controller many times in my death in my death to this level of this game, <laughs> for sure. Um, ah, I love Goldeneye. I still love it. Yeah. I love the movie, love the game to this day revolutionized fps's which i don't even like as a genre all that much anymore but i will always go back to goldeneye yeah andy what are uh, what are some games that have caused you to toss your controller in frustration i'm racking my brain to try and think of it because i i'm such i'm so lame i don't i don't really play games to like you know get angry i i yeah. normally play games like on super easy mode just to have fun yeah um, like I if i ever that. if i ever get yeah. frustrated uh I'll play the the Doom. We're talking about game remakes. You know what I realized? Game remakes are a lot better than movie remakes. But uh, uh, yeah. Um, but the Doom remake, I whenever I get like super frustrated or something, I play that game on super easy mode, and I basically don't even shoot anybody. I just punch punch demons until they explode. <laughs> and I'm like, like oh, that makes me feel so much better. But I can't think of a time where I got so mad I threw a controller. Uh, this this new Resident Evil made me kind of mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of any time where I actually broke a controller or threw anything. I did throw a controller in Celebration one time, and that's when I played Resident Evil 4. I was um, trying to unlock this, uh, there's like a side game where like you where it's like a target game, and you shoot at the zombies, and if you, you win like bottle caps with like characters on them. And I was trying to get all the bottle caps, and like the last one was kicking my ass, and I finally got... You know, after like, I don't know, maybe about a couple hours doing the same level, I finally got it and I threw the controller and I was like, oh shit. And it hit the wall and I was like, please don't be broken. Because I didn't, this is when, you know, they, they this is when they started only giving one controller when you buy a console. You know, you had to buy yeah. a second controller. And I'm like, I don't have a second 
broken. Please tell me it's not broken. And I was like, oh, thank Jesus in heaven. I don't believe in that. It's that it's because because I was like, if I just you know broke the controller because I was happy, then you know I'm gonna feel pretty damn stupid for that. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're really truly though. Like in those moments of like total joy, like if you were uh, MC was mentioning Madden before. Um, I used to love when people would come in and talk trash that like they were good at Madden when I was working at GameStop and I would be like, you want to play real quick? Like if we were dead and there was nobody in the store, they're like, yeah. And I would embarrass just about everybody. And it was fantastic. Just watching a customer's face, just like furrow and anger as you just like smoke them. <laughs> like it's, it was just the best. And you were just like, well, you talked a lot of shit and you lost. So time to go. You should probably leave now. Like it was, oh, that was the best. Never Especially, challenge like, the employees oh. of a game store to a game. Oh. Don't, don't do Just it. Don't like, do it. <laughs> don't do it because they look at me and they'd be like, but you don't even play Call of Duty. No, I don't. I'm really not into first person shooters. You probably suck at games anyways. Well, you, know, you like Madden? Oh, I'm awesome at Madden. Okay. You go ahead and you pick what team I'm going to be. Oh, I'll pick the worst team. I'll pick the Chargers. Sounds like a plan. And I would just like destroy them with whoever I had. It was fantastic. What is this? White men can't jump? <laughs> I'm going to say, I love that movie, one. <laughs> Yes, I slow rolled them. Slow roll them all, Andy. That's how I roll <laughs> in games. You know. Yeah, but like you may. Go ahead. I was gonna say, if you can believe it, that was a video game. White men can't jump. Was it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? It was for like 3D there, or something. There's, there's, I, I'm looking this up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, gonna, I, I, I don't believe you. I, mean, I was just gonna be like, well, nope, I gotta see this. I swear to God, there's, there's there was a white men on, uh, can't jump video game. Yeah. I'm I. I need to see this. Google it, my man. I'm not lying. Yeah, I am. Basketball I am video game developed by High Voltage Software at Atari. Tell me we have. Wow. Oh, on the Jaguar. 95. What? <laughs> what? It's a two-on-two street basketball game, similar to Barkley Shut Up and Jam and Jam It. <laughs> oh, look at the graphics too. This is dope. Look at the cover. <laughs> the cover looks awful. <laughs> This game looks like it would be horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, first off, vi- movies – well, the video games that are like – like video game movies or movie video games, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. Movies that they make video games into. I think that's the way, probably the best way I'm trying to say this at this point. Yeah. Um, t- tend to be terrible as it is. Um, but that looks like it might – that might actually take the cake. I got to see if that's even functional. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the Jaguar was not. But see, that's the thing I love about like the the mid ninety video game thing is there was so much shit out there that, like I said, there was a white man can jump video game. But there's so much crazy shit that you wouldn't even think is real that's out there. Unlicensed you do a little oh, research. Unlicensed Nintendo games, the things they came up with and just tur- slapped names and things onto, especially then, because like, hey, this little dot is Indiana Jones, and you can be Indiana Jones going through this like. Or it's a dot. I just, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and it's purple. Like, there were oh, so man. many weird. Yeah, there were so many weird games most that came the, out. Most of them made by LJN. But <laughs> yeah. you ever you ever see the Bible games? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh I, dude. man, I know who AVGN is. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I oh, played them before he came around. Man, I remember those. They're right. terrible. I think we have a good topic to to end our Uh-oh. our episode on here, guys. What's the worst video? What's the worst video game you've ever played? And I'll I'll start. There was one for the Xbox 360, and I want you guys to look this game up. It's called Bullet Witch. 
it was the worst fucking game I've ever played in my life. Because when you first watch it, you see this female character and she has this weird weapon. It's like half broom, half guitar, half machine gun. Like, because she's a witch, obviously. So witches have to carry broomsticks, but it could shoot bullets like a gun. And, but she kind of held it like a guitar. And if you play the game and you watch the way the character walks, like it's like a runway model. Like she struts all the way down every single step she takes and her body is like perfectly figured and everything like that. It's like they, if they had a budget of $5 million on this game, it's like they spent 495 uh, of it on her walk and look. The rest of the game is just total dog shit. It's so bad. It makes no sense whatsoever. It, it just the worst game I've ever played in my life. It was so fucking stupid. I was so mad. I was like, why am I wasting my time with this shit? Because Ugh, she walks worst. really good, Mike. She does. She's pretty and has a She can walk this way. She can talk this way. And she has a broom tar machine gun thing. Man. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you? It was like Devil May Cry if Devil May Cry sucked. <laughs> That's amazing. Andy, what's the, worst, <laughs> what's the worst video game you've ever played, Andy? The one that's coming to uh, – that I'm thinking of yeah. is Catwoman. <laughs> you played that? I, I beat the fucking thing. <laughs> it's like – Why? Because, <laughs> Because I was in middle school and it was summer and there was nothing to do in it's West Virginia. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> no, it's not It's not even that. Like, in order to attack, you need to do – instead of using, like, you know, the, the R, you know the X or Y button, you use the right thumbstick to attack. And instead of, like, punching, she, like, swung around and, like, did this weird, like, acrobatic thing and – and, like, you had to, like, climb fences on the wall. For some reason, they had a bunch of fences uh, on the side of buildings, like, 20 feet high, and you had to climb up it. Like you like, do, you know. And usually, the rule of, like, video game movies is if the movie sucks, the video game is good, but if the, you know, or vice versa. No, both the movie and the game are fucking terrible. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> MC, you got a, just, a, just a dog shit video game that you played. Jump Force. Jump Force. Jump Force. That's a choice. Jump Force. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mike, a couple years ago, so they, they, um, I think it was at uh, at E3. They basically, if you're an anime fan, and you you generally will have these conversations at cons or just among other folks about who, yeah, I'm looking at the images right now. What can can Goku uh, beat Luffy? Uh, Who who would win between all these characters? They they actually came out with this. With this fighting game, like where with a really Vegeta, with a really yeah. bad with a really yeah. badass trailer, where it's like, hey, what if all of these characters just got transported all to the same world, and like they made the trailer look super dope, super badass, and so I like, I'm not someone who buys games when they come out, and I didn't buy this when it first came out. I waited, I waited for a bit because I, I wasn't really sure, but then I, I think I caught it. Uh, on sale in like the the PSN store, it was like fifteen bucks or something like that. And so I was like, uh, you know what? I've been wanting to try this. I haven't I haven't played any, I haven't played a fighting game since Injustice, and I was kind of over it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me let, let's buy it and, and check it out. It is the most jankiest <laughs> fighting fighter fighting game ever constructed. It, it's like they they put all the money 
into the trailer yeah and into the the the, the cutscenes in between because none of it went to the actual fighting like you can be hitting someone you can you can basically put them in like a lull in midair and then they can just immediately like gain their immediately come back to their senses after you've soloed them and they should be dead or on the verge of death and all of a sudden hits you one time and then you just fly across and out the ring and then you lose it's it's, it's it is a horrible game it's very similar to the my hero game that came out the year before jump force came out and he, but even then it it it's literally playing on this idea of just having all of these characters together because the, the combo system is broken it's really trash trying to do special moves trash most of the the level designs is trash and like you would think it's kind of designed in the same way of like those those Dragon Ball Z Budokai games where it's kind of it's not side it's not a side scroller it's kind of like an open field type of yeah. thing. I do and enjoy those. Yeah, like it, I do too, and I, so I thought it was going to be good, but it's just it's just bad. Like you, you can get punched into a building, then your character just gets stuck there, and then that's just it. Mm. Like you can't do anything. You See, can I, you can I, block I a move. Demo. And still lose. <laughs> it's, it's I like, demoed it at the store with Jump Force, and I, I didn't have too many of those issues. I, I I didn't love the games. I didn't buy it, but like I didn't I didn't have all, I didn't have those issues when I was like demoing it. So uh, that's interesting. I'm glad I'm glad I'm hearing you say that because that was yeah that was one I was like yeah hey, I'll pick it up. It's like ten bucks now. I know like not to. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, you you the crazy thing is you can't even like it, it's it's almost impossible to set up like just a one on one match versus the computer. Because when you like when when you get in, you you enter in like the equivalent of like a marketplace. You can see other people who are playing the game there, and so like just trying and like they don't give you strict instructions as to like oh if you go over here you can set up a solo match versus the computer or play online or play the story. You, like it's super confusing. You just walk kind of walking around trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like it's it's not a well designed game at all. I'm curious to how it would work. Like I've seen trailers where like you know Goku's in it and like all these characters from Shonen Jump are in there. Ichigo from Bleach, Naruto, the characters from the series. Yeah, no, Luffy. I I, yeah, I've 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 played a little bit of it. Like I said, I haven't I haven't gotten into it, but I I played the demo at a store. I think a friend. I feel like I played it like my brother's house or something like that. But yeah, what has been very. Like Sorry, if I had paid sixty dollars for it, I would have thrown my controller. Oh, <laughs> that no, no, don't do that. Well, I would, I would have thrown my controller. What has me curious about is one of the characters is uh, Light from Death Note, and I'm like, what does he do? Does he just write in a book really fast while Goku's <laughs> punching you? Like, how does that work? That's the problem with anime; they all have such question. very different worlds. Like, how, how do you like even combine? Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Dude, and, they're, some... and they're making a sequel. There's a jump. Jump Force Two is, I, I think, supposed to come out either later this year or next year. I'm not just a cash cow. That's I bet probably, you I mean, that's. Uh, I bet yeah. you that's like a big in Japan. It's probably much bigger than it is in America because they have all kinds of crazy ass games like that in Japan. Like there's a fighter game that has like, uh, it has like Optimus Prime, Solid Snake, uh. <laughs> All these weird characters that have nothing to do with each other, but like in Japan, the licensing laws are totally different, so they can have all these characters in different in the same property, and and it's not a problem. I mean, is it Japan, a Dream Mix? It might be. I don't Dream know. Dream Mix TV World Fighters. I just 
Just yeah, I think up. that's it. Just I saw Simon awesome. Belmont, Solid Snake. Yeah. Like it's it's uh, a guy with I a just... gun versus a guy with a whip. Okay. <laughs> Didn't Indiana hey, Jones teach us how man? Like literally, yeah, what like... you're talking about is Smash Brothers. Like they... yeah, that, yeah <laughs> I mean, the gameplay is, is Smash fine. Brothers. The gameplay is Smash Brothers, but like it just has like like Optimus Prime and Solid Snake. I'm like that's such a weird fucking com- combination. A six foot <laughs> tall man versus sixty foot tall robot. That makes a lot of sense. Like. <laughs> Did you play solid? Did you play Metal Gear Solid too? Uh, yeah, I know. Sixty he, of them. Yeah. Well, you know what, yeah. what's gonna happen is like Snake's gonna hide in in Prime's like chest cavity, and Prime will be like, "Where the hell is he?" And, in a box. Yeah, he'll be in a box. <laughs> and it's true. No whatever snakes the box. <laughs> and Snake's just like there, like giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So. Mine, this is actually really funny because I, I feel like my job in this uh, particular podcast is to be the roundabout circle guy. And my choice is actually also a, a Dragon Ball Z game. Um, have you guys ever played Dragon Ball Z Sagas? No. A long time ago. All right. That thing was just a, a wreck. So you had the Budokai and Budokai and the Budokai Tenkaichi games, which were tournament style, you know, Dragon Ball Z fighting games. And they were super fun. My brother and my friends, we got a lot of play and some a lot of fun out of those. Uh, you know, it was fun to be able to play as your, your favorite DBZ characters and all that. And then around the same time, Sagas came out. And it was like it wasn't a multiplayer game; it was a single player game, and you kind of play through like the the storyline as one of the characters. So it sounded like it'd be great, right? Yeah. No. no. Literally, it's like it is so bare bones and nothing's happening. The models look – the character models look terrible for – I think it was in 2005 or 2006 it came out. So, you know, you think you could do pretty well at that point even with like graphics. and No, the, that graphics are terrible. The music is terrible. It's very like one note. You just kind of walk – you know, you're running up to somebody, a punch kick, you know, no combos, no nothing. You kind of throw Dude, an energy I, class, but it's I hard got, to aim. <laughs> I got you beat. Um, I grew up – with Dragon Ball, it's one of the. I sound like such a fucking hipster. Uh, before <laughs> Dragon Ball Z came out, I've never heard of this game before. Um, before Dragon Ball Z came out, I they had Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball, playing like at like 6 a.m. on Saturday mornings on mm-hmm. UPN, and and like, <laughs> what's that? It's always UPN. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they. That's all they could afford is like an anime nobody heard of. Because no, back then in America, no one knew what Dragon Ball was. And this sure. was like in '95, I think. So, like, I'm I'm trying to find everything I can on this Dragon Ball thing, but like, no one knows what it is. All I'm hearing about is Dragon Ball Z. And one day I see in Blockbuster there's a video game in the PlayStation section called Dragon Ball GT, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, oh. there's a Dragon Ball fighting game. And I was like, awesome, the game is fucking terrible. Like, everyone moves so damn slow. As the... was the series Dragon Ball GT, yeah. which is also terrible. <laughs> it, well, yeah, I mean, well, that's the only Dragon Ball game there was in America at that time. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone, like, you know, the the combat in the anime is so fast and lightning fast. Everyone moves at a snail's pace in this game. I'm like, I know people are faster than this in the, in the show. So, and, like, everyone, is, it sounds like the one one person did all the voices. And <laughs> you talk about pixelated boobs and Tomb Raider, the pixels in this thing were fucking terrible it, the background didn't change like it was all just the same background for every fight and yeah I'm, see but 95 you can kind of forgive it a little bit like yeah. i can't forgive it <laughs> 95 it like, me 
you know, here, let me, if you don't mind, I want to ask one more question. What's a game that you played it from your past that you loved, but when you went and revisited, you're like, Oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> this is actually terrible. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of one. Like, so what I, so I, uh, I grew up on a, I grew up on the Sega Saturn. I, I was one of the rare breed that I, I, I owned Sega Saturn, enjoyed the games on Sega Saturn and didn't trade it in like most of my friends did who got Sega Saturn. Um, and I have gone to be very thankful that I've kept my library and stuff of games, but a launch title for the Sega Saturn, uh, and the games struggled at launch because they surprised everybody and developers didn't have time to make games for it. So Sega kind of like quickly rushed out a whole bunch of things. The very first ever virtual fighter. Have you guys ever played that? Yeah. No, uh, if you've, if you have played it, Go back to that and just look at how terrible that actually looks and controls and is. And then compare it to even like they came out with – there's like five or six Virtual Fighter games now. Like I've made many sequels to it and it's gotten much better. But like even like comparing like the second game that came out like a couple of years later to like the first one, it was like oh, – it just looks and feels and is terrible. But I remember playing that 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 thing for hours and hours when i was a kid <laughs> well, back then games didn't look like that that was new yeah. back then but like, oh, yeah. I, know what you, I know what you're talking about like looking back like when they jump they're in the air for like five minutes until they yeah. fall to the ground <laughs> it's like or it's like, like moon physics you know? if you, or if you or like some of the characters like you you do it you jump and you do like a drop kick and then they would just like fall flat on their back and like stay there for a second and then take damage you're like wait what <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't get hit. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ones that I I really really enjoyed, and then after playing them, I was uh, again when I got older, I was like, man, this game is just horrible. Oh, and I don't really ha I don't have too many of those, but like I did. There were a lot of them that like I remember seeing, and I was like the disappointment level. Like they weren't even so much that they were bad; they were just like super disappointing. Um, I remember in it was the 2006 Xbox 360 Sonic the Hedgehog game. Oh, that was a terrible uh, game. Sonic it's 06. never good. Yeah, I remember, like... Just, oh, uh, dude, what the hell? Bad. It's like Sonic, and there's people, and there's it was just weird, and I just wanted a, like, a Sonic game where I could, like, do fun things and, like, you know, grab rings and fight we Dr. Robotnik. And we still can't get that. Yeah, what the hell? Um, well, Mania corrects that, but... Well, well, well okay, with the exception of Mania, and I'll even... Forces has some. There's some fun stuff to, in Forces. Like it's not completely bad. I have but, Forces. I haven't played it yet. I, it, it looks so. It looks like it's gonna be one of those games. Like it's gonna be okay. So I'm not like super like rushing to get into it. But it looks like it's completely functional and fine. But I, it also looks like a game that I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna love this probably either. So. Um, now, so my, the music for Forces is fantastic. Okay. The, like it, the the music is is incredible for Forces. I'll even say the 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 create the creating your own avatar is kind of fun. Like I've had a lot of fun uh, creating my own uh, my own character because you 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 um you your your created avatar becomes part of the main story. That so you play you get to play in uh, certain levels. They they even they even do um a thing uh, much later in the game kind of kind of like Sonic Heroes. Where you can actually, where it's you and Sonic in the same level, your avatar and Sonic, and you can kind of alternate between to get through it. Like it, there's some elements of Sonic Forces that's that are fun. That the 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 story could have been so much better. It's like like they, they, it's another game that I would say 
they put a lot of money into the trailer because the the trailer for forces looked really dope and incredible but then you actually play through it and it's eh. like it's it like you'll get through it in probably a couple hours it'll be fun but probably won't have a ton of replay value yeah, that's kind of what I when I was watching, and because like cause I really love Sonic Generations, which was the 20th anniversary title yep. for Sonic, and I know they bring back classic Sonic. This was like the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. edition of that, and I guess they're coming up. I can't believe 30s coming up soon for the Hedgehog, but yeah, that, it, I was like, oh, and I, I waited again, waited on price drop, waited, and again, I literally have. I think the thing is literally still in its it's plastic, but like I, I it's on my list of things to like eventually get through, probably through this quarantine uh, <laughs> as I go through things. Um, because I could probably, I imagine the game's probably only what, like 10, 10 hours long, if that, and just yeah, kinda... pr- probably a lo- little bit less than that. It's, it's 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 not a very it's not a particularly long game at all. Okay, I was curious. And like, They're, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, and uh, last thing, just like the frustrating thing, and this is like the issue I have with Sonic Team, and why I think Sonic Team should sell the Sonic franchise to someone who actually cares, because they very much don't. Like, the elements that you enjoy from Generations, you would think that they would carry that over in the Forces, and they don't. Mm, and that, that's like, it's, 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 it, 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 like, I agree. Generations was fantastic. I Now, uh, on a, at random days a week, I will go and replay certain levels in Generations because it was, it was fun. It was, ref- it was refreshing. And, like, they, they found a way to, to find the things that people liked about Generations, make them bad... And then the things that people liked, you're really not carry, to me. not carry them over, not really carry them over. Dude, I'm like, in. Let's do this. <laughs> like, I will say, so one of my best friends, uh, he's uh, he's a YouTuber himself, and he cut his teeth on, on games for a while, but he did like a 50 something minute review of Sonic 06, just wrapping back up to that real quick. And I think has, I think it has somewhere like well over 1.2 million views and like yeah. kind of really got him on the map for like YouTube and such. But yeah, that, that is how, that is the level of opinions that that game generates for, I mean like models disappearing, coming in out of contact and like, yeah. you see like the, like the skeleton of that game, it should be good. Like, it mm-hmm. looks like as the cutscenes and all that kind of stuff. It looks like it could be a really interesting game, and yeah. there could be something there. But oh, oh, <laughs> how many times does that yep. girl get kidnapped? Eight, nine times? Yeah. <laughs> now, what's it, I did read something about the about that game that for some reason, for some reason they decided to rush that game out instead of taking their time. Sega in, has in, a in, habit in development. Of yeah. Sega has a habit of doing that. And I think that's why I'm excited for them for the Sonic Adventure remakes. I, I is they were supposed to release those sooner, and they they pushed the timetable back. Which every time they've done that, it's been a good thing. <laughs> they every time they've done that, it's been a it's been a good thing when they've actually taken time to make a game correctly. Um, they don't do it often because they're always trying to make deadlines and you know Sonic sells, Sonic sells. You know that's why Sonic uh, the two Sonic uh, what are they called? Fire and Ice. And then the other one that was based off that new show they had for kids, uh, the new Sonic, oh, Sonic Boom. Yeah, that's it. Um, that was those look terrible. Oh, I didn't. Even, they were. I, didn't, I, did, I didn't play them. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. I didn't play them. But they they a lot, a lot of people love the cartoon, hate the mm-hmm. games. Oh, the the game the game wasn't even complete. They like again like you like you you'd have your character doing something and then all of a sudden he would just disappear, and like you you'd be in a different part of the stage now. You're like, oh okay, like I guess we're doing this now. Like it looks terrible. So. You could glitch the game into making your character literally fly like 
double jump over and over again over sections of that game. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, 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 yeah. we're, I saw some videos of it. And I saw I'm like, ooh, wow, that's that is not good. <laughs> Sell it to the kids, guys. Let's let's let's, so, let's get some money from them parents now. Here you go. Let's uh, let's flip that. And not sell it to the kids, and let's sell it to the uh, the sad, lonely, sex crazed uh, men who also want to see boobs in video games. And there's two video games that I need to mention. Uh, the first one is BMX Triple X, which <laughs> it's Dave Mira's freestyle BMX, but you know with titties. And it's <laughs> it's so bad, and it's not even like sexy. It's just like it's laughably bad boobs, and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like it was such a bad game. Like they talked about how like oh it was gonna be this great thing, and dudes are gonna want to play it. It sold less than a hundred thousand copies. Like no one gave a shit. Like it was just like it was so bad. I it actually the have worst. a copy of that game. Of course you do. <laughs> There's also there's another one, too, and I remember this one because I remember specifically having to pull them off the shelves. And that's the guy game for Xbox, because it was literally like it was a trivia game. But if if the like the guy is basically at spring break asking girls these trivia questions and if they get the questions wrong, they have to show their boobs. Well, here's the problem. As two of the girls that were used as models in it uh, were underage. I was going to say there there had to be an underage problem. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was real bad. But like, it just shows that like they try to market stuff to to, to groups, and all it just always fails horribly. <laughs> like, but isn't isn't that game like really like valuable now because of that reason? Because they pulled it off so quickly. I would. Ass- is, I would. Isn't that game worth so. a lot of money? I would assume so. Like, I mean, I'm sure that if you could somehow get a copy of it, um, and you're into underage pictures of naked women, then yeah. Well, that's I mean, not why they. Bu- I'm just- <laughs> I'm just saying because it's... Mike sounds very concerned right now. <laughs> like, why do you want this? Why do you want this very valuable thing? No, I got, no, I I got the best PlayStation 2 game that does have boobs in it, and it's actually a very good game. Well, Leisure Suit Larry. Yes, Leisure Suit Larry, Magic Cum Laude. That game is so fucking funny. Like, it's the only game where you go out of your way to try and fail, just so you can hear all the different funny shit you can say. Yeah. Like. I wrote about this on my favorite games. Like, I, it's legit not a, a very good game, but my God, it's funny as hell. Shadowgate. That's what that's what I think of when, uh, not the boobs part, but just funny things happening when you die. If you've ever played Shadowgate from the NES, oh, it's fantastic, fantastically the, hilarious. I think my favorite one though is uh, the original NES. It was Friday the Thirteenth, the game, and if you die, it's like you died and all of your friends are dead or something like that. Like it was, it was like so depressing. It made you feel bad for losing the game. It was. Dude, okay. I I got a funny story about that if you don't mind me saying. I um in the original Friday Thirteenth game, which was I was gonna say that for like the game that I went back to and and I didn't you know wasn't as good, but like that's what got me into horror as a kid is Friday Thirteenth, and I'm a huge Friday Thirteenth fan. Well, it was my brother's game, and I was playing it all the time, and the game has gone on to become like legendary for being so horrible and not true of the movies and all that stuff. Well, a few years back they they released the Friday the 13th game uh, for PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 4, Jesus, and, you know, current gen consoles. And it went over fairly well. There's a few people who didn't like it, but, like, the fans of the series really enjoyed it. But I remember playing that game online with people for the first time, and one guy said, well, where's the fucking yellow zombies at? <laughs> like, <laughs> this, I found the line. It says, it says, like, if you die, it says you and your friends are dead. Game over. Like, <laughs> Jesus, like, 
I mean, I get it. It's a video game, but damn, like, just no chill whatsoever. Well, I mean, it's a movie about a serial killer. Do you think they're going to be like, hey, you know. Hey, nice so, effort, but he's going to keep killing people. Good job. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, at least you tried. You're dead. <laughs> that's bad. And you should feel bad. Good, yeah. good job. Good, good job, guys. Good, good, you know. <laughs> nice hustle. We appreciate that. <laughs> so as we've found out on this episode, we could talk all day about video games. And I think mm-hmm. that we'll have to revisit this. And as we're adding more contributors to our GGR family, we've got lots more that we can talk about. So what I want to do here is um, I want to give everybody kind of a, a quick plug. Uh, Russ Brown, the opaque senator, he did half of the Star Trek Picard reviews. Definitely check those out. Those are on GGR. But he also has some pretty awesome video game reviews, too. Just search through and you'll see exactly what he's got there. But also, too. His first experience podcasting with us was last week when we did our Star Trek Picard kind of recap podcast. So check that one out as well. Uh, Andy Barsh. What? My man. You are the main reason that you kind of stopped writing articles for us. And occasionally you'll throw us one and we appreciate that is that you are a busy, busy man. You are drawing all sorts of cool shit. You're doing all sorts of art stuff. Tell us about where, if people wanted to purchase your art or they just wanted to look at the pretty pictures that you draw, where could people do that and what are you currently working on? Uh, right now, I'm, I, I should be working on a portfolio or submissions to you know, to submit to publishers, but I'm lazy, so. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thank you, by the way. That's very kind of you. I... Uh, if you look me up on Facebook, it's Art of Andy Barch, B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Uh, that's a good place to look. Uh, anything that has the name Crazy Bastard, C-R-A-I, or no, C-R, I can't fucking spell. C-R-A-Z-I. <laughs> can't spell my own handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not a good sign. C-R-A-Z-I-B-A-S-T-I-D. I'm from West Virginia, dude. We don't do literature. Um, <laughs> so, you are spelling. He's Yankees. <laughs> how, how do you spell www? Uh, so uh, if you uh, look that up, that's basically me. Anything crazy bastard. There's probably a few date, dating sites with my name on that too. So uh. <laughs> I mean, he's a handsome man. Got to uh, check him out. Oh, thank you, sir. That, that load of shit, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I do a comic book called. Uh, uh, I do a Doctor Who fan comic book called Doctor Sam, uh, where it's basically like if the Doctor turned into another, you know, version. Uh, I do a horror comic called Slaughter Hill. Uh, I'm working on a comic book about my semi-autobiographical story about my adventures in retail, and it's called Hostile Work Environment. I, uh, I would be yeah. happy to guess in that. <laughs> yeah, same. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it anything crazy bastard or rv any barts that's where i'll be awesome uh mc brooks you are not only an awesome podcaster you cover all of the comic cons and such that we have in the area when you know there's not a quarantine in place but you're also a very talented musician as well tell the folks where they can help you earn a couple of bucks here and there supporting your music uh well the best way is uh excuse me on Bandcamp. You can find my most recent project, Dark Dawn. Uh, you can find my three mixtapes, debut album, instrumental album, and Liberation EP, as well as Dark Dawn and a bunch of other loose 
uh, singles uh, on there. And, you know, it's the best way to give me money for my stuff. Uh, in addition to that, you can always just, you know, go on Spotify or Apple Music. Uh, I mean, you name the streaming service. I'm probably on there, thanks to my distributor. And uh, that's also another great way to give me money. MySpace? Oh, they <laughs> lost. Well, they, they corrupted all my files. So not MySpace. They switched to Facebook now. <laughs> but I actually still have my MySpace account. I actually logged in the other day. I don't even... I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, I have no idea what my, yeah. <laughs> I haven't touched MySpace in over a decade easily, so. I, didn't even I know touch MySpace on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, the jokes. The jokes for days. If that's it what happened. you want to call them. <laughs> I call it the truth is what I call it. <laughs> I, I call it lame is what I call it. Uh, enough of the Tiger King, man. Apparently, there's another episode too. I still got to go out and watch it. They added another episode. Um, oh, but not only that, shit. not only that, in the most 2020 thing ever, uh, Trump announced that he's going to try to pardon Joe Exotic, and I was like, "Fucking oh, why not?" Christ. You know, at this point, sure. What the hell? Who cares? Like, he only plotted to murder somebody. Let's let's let him loose, right? Like, <laughs> dude, the memes for that show is fucking priceless. The like, memes are the best part, right? Great. Like, like I saw. I have like, not seen an episode of it. Oh, I will Ross, not be watching you don't it even need to because the memes tell the story. I know. I, I yeah. Carol fucking Baskins. I get it. <laughs> dude, years ago, Rednecks blamed uh, Obama for everything. Now they're blaming Carol Baskin for everything. Uh, Russ, it almost might be required watching. You might have to watch it. It's too, uh, it's too crazy not to watch it. I, I understand your stance, okay? And, like, I, I get it, but, like, <laughs> you kind of need to watch it. It's like one of those – it's like a train wreck. Like, you shouldn't watch it, but you kind of want to. Listen, like, this quarantine, I need to have all the positivities about life that I can, and that will not add to it. it no, you you're, so you'll be like, you'll be like hey – Life sucks, but I'm not these terrible fucking people. <laughs> hey, West Virginia is bad, but at least it's not fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I, I saw a meme. It's like, okay, this is a show yeah. about this is a show about a musician, a country singer, um, a uh, zoo owner, presidential candidate. Don't forget, a presidential a, candidate. A presidential candidate. And like, oh, what do all these people do? And like, oh no, that's one person. <laughs> 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 a presidential candidate, a, a musician, and they walk into the bar. Oh, they're all for they're all Joe Exotic. <laughs> it's all Joe Exotic. All Joe Exotic. <laughs> on on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of At the Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Our guests were Russ Brown. Andy Barsh, and of course, hosted by my myself, Mike Lonsford, and MC Brooks. We appreciate you guys joining us. Um, stay safe out there. Make sure if you're going out in public that you're wearing an appropriate mask. Uh, in fact, if you go on the GGR uh, group page, uh, a friend of mine from high school um, who is in the medical field showed you how to actually properly wear a mask and what masks are appropriate and which ones are not. So check that out if you're not sure, because honestly, I had no idea before Megan told me. So. Unless you're that check. bitch Carol Baskin. And then you can die from the COVID. You go um, get that COVID, woman, future man. Because <laughs> she fed her husband to tigers. I prefer Jim Carrey's mask, personally. but. <laughs> <laughs> if you wore that, would you be immune to COVID? I've, yeah. Hey, it's base, It's the god. Uh, gods are immune. You're the god Loki when you're wearing that. So, yeah, you're probably fine. <laughs> Dude, in the comic books, he, he walks away from gunshot wounds all the time. So, COVID ain't nothing. Well, there you go. We've... We now have a solution to the COVID. We need to find that mask, and we need to find it now. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We appreciate it. You guys stay safe. 
Wash your damn hands and don't be a juice bag. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, GGR. Hold on, I gotta think about this. MC Brooks, The Overflow. My foggy went into The Overflow with DJ MC Brooks. Help him! Foggy, help him! That voice is so lame. <laughs> Hello, this is John St. John, and I'm embarrassed of my Big the Cat voice. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!